Blog Talk Radio. Let's play a game. Two truths and a lie. Let's start. I've been on an airplane before. I love art. And after I was born, I was sent to intensive care. Think about which one you think was a lie. Got it? The lie was that we're not playing two truths and a lie. (laughs) But have you ever told a lie? Everyone has. But have you ever thought what it could do to you? What if, lying, what if not lying would give you a better job? What if that job pays more? Would you still do it? You've probably thought, eh, this one I won't hurt. But then you keep doing it over and over and over until it becomes a habit. Once it becomes a habit, people start avoiding you. I know from experience, it will happen. My sister drew a red dot on her face claiming it was a bug bite. I don't trust her as much anymore. And she's my own sister. This is only one of the things lying can do to you. Stress, unhappiness, and damaged mental health are all things that can happen when you lie. Why do these things happen? Let me tell you the truth. Like I should. I don't know. But here's what I do know. To prevent this from happening, practice telling the truth. And if it feels like you're about to lie, just think how you would feel if you knew someone was lying to you. You walk up to one of your best friends and ask if they can go to the movies. They say they can't. No time. And you're all right with that. But you don't know what's coming. <laughs> about 30 minutes later, the movie still wouldn't be going, but you see your friend shopping at the mall with someone else. Has this ever happened to you? Well, you can prevent it from happening to someone else just by telling the truth. It's hard, right? But think about the bright side. Maybe you'll like it. Now, the big question is, how is lying effective to your health? Anita Kelly, a psychology professor in Notre Dame, Indiana, performed a 10-week project on 110 adults. She asked half the adults to stop lying for the 10 weeks, and the other half to record the lies they do each day. After 10 weeks, the data showed that the half that didn't lie, their health improved. But the half that did lie, their health decreased. You now know what lying can do to you. You know what it can do to relationships. Lying isn't good. And I hope you remember that the next time you think you're about to lie. Welcome to Raising Independent Thinkers. This show is a space for families who are homeschooling or thinking about homeschooling. We'll explore alternative teaching methods, federal and state homeschooling laws, and most importantly, this show is a platform 
where families can inspire one another on how to raise independent thinkers. I'm your host, Bathsheba Omani, Montessori educator, homeschooling consultant, owner of Homeschool Guide LLC, and mother of two. Let's get started. No. Okay, hello. Hello. Uh, I can hear you, uh, but you got an echo. Okay, is that better? Yeah, that's better. That's better. Okay, good. Okay, um, this is the Raising Independent Thinkers show. Um, It's November the 1st, 2020, and I'm your host, Bathsheba. And I was just thinking that we only have two more months until 2020 is over. And I feel like this year went by um, very slow, but it also went by quickly. You know, thinking back on the year, um, a lot of good things have happened. And at this point in my life, I try to focus on the positive things so more positivity can come. So I'm very grateful that um, I'm now working full-time at home, which is something I wanted to do for years. I purchased um, a home for my kids. I got engaged and was able to travel. And I know there's many more great things that are going to come if I believe in that. So this past week, Akeem and I went on vacation to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, and um, are you on, Akeem? should be joining me. Yes, I am. I am here. Okay. Okay, good. I'm glad you're here. Yes, I can hear you good. Um, So we went to Cabo, and um, I truly enjoyed myself. I'm sure. Did you enjoy yourself? No, I hated it. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) No, I loved it. Exactly. (laughs) Great. Awesome uh, sharing that time with you. Actually, yeah, that was and it was the first, the first time. time. We yeah. It was the first time what? We went to um, Mexico to a, a resort, you know, all inclusive. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was um, the first first time for me to actually stay at a all-exclusive resort. Yeah. Right. Um, um, I know you've been to to a few of them before. Yeah. And I think um, I was a little You stayed bit... at Dreams. Dreams. Yeah. You stayed at Dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the service was really good. Um I think the best part about it for me was that it wasn't so overcrowded. You know, we had right. um our space, but then the service was really good, you know. Yeah, it was. Um, the service was good. It wasn't overcrowded because of the, you know, pandemic, COVID pandemic situation. It was moderate 
you know, amount of people there. Uh, so it wasn't, like, deserted. Um, and what was great about it is we didn't have to wear those masks around the, the door. Although the right. staff wore right. he didn't have to wear it, you know. Right. And uh, right. that's what was made it made it better. If I had to walk around with a mask in that place, it, it wouldn't have been good. Um, um, although some places when we did well, the van, go to the van to do excursions, they asked us to wear the mask. That's the only right. time um, outside of the resort in the van going back and forth. But once we got to our activities, we didn't have to wear that mask. And, um, Right. It was. It was. Uh, and we were outside most it was a of the really time. Good trip. We were eating most of the time, so yeah, right. we didn't really right. need the mask yeah. to eat. And yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I didn't so, really uh, tell you this, but I think I was a little bit anxious in the beginning about traveling, but that feeling like really? didn't last very long. And everything oh, I was I, slightly I mean, anxious about seemed to be fine. Um, yeah, right. for some reason well, I was I just like a little too. bit anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had some anxiety too. Um, like I, I was just worried, about? like about you know, once we got there, what they were going to do because I heard stories, you know, and right. um, right. But when we got there, it was like, oh, we had to fill out this questionnaire about our health, which they even never didn't even look at. I, they just wanted us to fill it out, and you showed it to them. And you know what I realized why they didn't really look at it? Because we wrote it in English. I think we – well, it was in Spanish and in English. Uh, but they didn't – you know, we, on the way there, we did the, the, the health form before we went there. And – Right. We just showed the, showed it up on the phone. It was like wave this off, and then um, when we came back, we had to have it done again, which no one looked at it at all. We just had it in our hand. Right. I still, I just threw it away. <laughs> like, what is yeah, going on? I, I really too. believe you know they're just <laughs> accommodating the fear of people by putting those things in place. You know, people are fearful, and you know, so I think that's what it's for. Because it, it seemed like no one really cared about it, other than the fact that they had to do it, you know. And yeah, there was there was no real issue, like getting in and out of no, the country. It wasn't. No, I mean it was even when we came back. It, it was just, you know, we. I only noticed one time when we came back in the in the Mexican airport, they had that camera that sensed the, the temperature. You just walk through. Um, right. Then I don't know when we got into the states. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember seeing anything like that. Um, the only thing that really stuck out when we got to the, the to customs in a, in 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 America, they didn't even look at our passport. <laughs> they just told us look into a camera yeah, I know, and called was... our name out and they waved us off, which was right. Which was, uh, that was strange. I told them, okay, this is all. <laughs> Facial recognition. Remember, you fill out those custom forms to say what you brought into the country. You didn't fill out those anymore. They've done away with that. So it was right. really easy right. to travel. It was it was like any other trip that I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, it was the same. It was no different. I mean, the, the plane mm-hmm. was full. So social distancing is out of the question there. Uh, in the airport, you know, it was just a normal travel experience. It really was. 
Right. Yeah, and I mean, the only thing we experienced was missing our flight on the way back home, but I feel like right. that turned out to be okay because we stayed at a hotel in Texas, you know, for the night and wound up mm. being okay. And I think yeah, it was we had okay some good food at that hotel because... <laughs> And, and yeah. we realized that it, we didn't have control over the situation, so we made the best of it. Right. You know I mean? We, had, you know? We, we were comfortable. We ate well. So, And you know what's amazing about that? Most people living in, in the life of where they get up every day and have to work would have been stressed out about mm-hmm. that. Not only that maybe they got right. to go to work, they might miss work, or just the money it would cost to stay at a hotel would have stressed them, you know? Right. And we didn't have to worry about that. Right. That was a that was yeah. like okay, we just stayed at the hotel, Lolly. We're just gonna do that, and that's right. that's what uh you know I enjoy about our lifestyle is that there is no stress of someone saying where we need to be the next day. Right. We choose we choose that, and and we do okay. We're we're doing great financially, you know, mentally, in our peace and everything. It just that one aspect brings a lot of peace into your life. It, you know, right. you don't have to deal with that. And a lot of people are dealing with that because if you notice, you know, the other people that missed their flight, they were arguing with the people. Oh yeah, you know, they were they cursing were just them not out. Even, <laughs> like yeah, they were cursing the people out and getting up tight. And, and a couple of guys, they 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 just came from the same place we came from. Um, mm-hmm. like and they all uptight. I was like, I'm not going to get upset about this flight. We just came from a great vacation. We missed it. Maybe we missed it for a reason. There was a reason for that. So, uh, and I, I think the biggest reason is we we found a I was fortunate enough to order something to eat, and the food was probably you know the food in Mexico <laughs> was good, but this food was like really good. That you know, great. I gotta look at my app to see where I ordered that from. <laughs> it right. ordered that food from, but it was great because I got to go back there in January. So. Oh, uh, if you're going with me, it'll be we. Um, um, I'm gonna order from that place, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was good food. So yeah, yeah one of the reasons really um, why I wanted to share about, you know, our trip, is because I saw some of the the rituals of how Mexicans celebrate what they call the Day of the Dead, and oh, yeah, they I have, thought it yeah. would be interesting to talk about the, a little bit of the history of the Day of the Dead and also the history of Halloween or what was called All Hallows' Eve. And what's interesting is that right. although the Day of the Dead and All Hallows' Eve, they share some similarities, similarities they're both very different holidays. Right, right. So what's yeah. different about so, it? Like what, what's the what's – the, what, go ahead. So the Day of the Dead um, is believed that the border between the spirit world and the real world dissolves, and they come together. And it's an Aztec tradition honoring the dead. It starts October the 31st, and it ends November the 2nd. And it's really like a festive celebration. You know, it's when families right. welcome back the souls of their deceased relatives, um, their ancestors, and it includes food, drink, celebration. So when we were in Mexico, you know, we saw many of the skull art. You see a lot of the colorful skulls all around. 
And it said that right. the skeleton represents rebirth into the next stage of life. Oh. So we saw a lot of colorful skulls and um, candles. And in the resort, they had um, lots of colorful decorations, music, and they even had an altar. I don't know if you noticed that at the bar with candles. Um, and it was a very festive and happy feel. Yeah, there was a, yeah. a, a altar at the bar. Um, so the Day wow. of the Dead has a lot to do with the afterlife, and it's a reminder that death is nothing to be afraid of. Right. And that's something different for us because here, you know, in America, we're somewhat taught to be afraid of death. Right. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, the people are afraid. I know the reason why I'm afraid of death because, you know, when I was coming up, all of these scary movies, they show dead people looking all crazy and, you know, mm-hmm. rotting, you know, walking around and just scary. So from an early age, I had this real fear of death because, and, you know, even in this moment, I'm just realizing why it was because of what I was shown in images about mm. that, you know, I was never taught that death is just another beginning to something, right. to, yeah. to another part of your existence. Um, no one, you know, until I started doing my own research. Um, right. And I think that's right. why a lot of people are scared of death. You know, and, you know, and people who are religious, who say they believe in going to heaven and stuff like that, but for some reason, if they are faced with a life or death situation, they hmm. they 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 get, become very fearful. And so all yeah. of them, they really believe in what they say they believe, <laughs> you know? Right. Because right. you know you're scared of dying, but you say you're going to heaven, which is supposed to be way better than this existence. So right. it just shows you how people's idea of religion or whatever their beliefs are not deeply ingrained. What's deeply ingrained is what they have been programmed to believe, and that is death is something horrible, something part of horror, a horror story. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, doing some research in a lot of parts in Africa, people honor and celebrate um, their loved ones that passed away and their ancestors and deaths and funerals are more of a celebration. And I think they do that a lot right. in, um, in different countries. Um, but it's not right. just this mourning feeling, you know. It's, it's supposed to be a celebration. So being in Mexico and seeing how they celebrated, it got me thinking about, you know, my experience as a child growing up um, and growing up in New York. You know, I celebrated Halloween. I know you didn't, <laughs> but I got no, dressed I up could, as a kid. That was like devil wars, Satan. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I was talking But, you know, I I got dressed up as a kid. I went trick-or-treating, went to the costume parties, um, you know, participated in the school parades, you know. And I experienced all of that. And I can only talk about my experience, and it it was a good one. You know, I actually enjoyed this time of year when I was a kid. I didn't completely understand what I was doing (laughs) and why um, I was, you know, we were doing some of the things we do, but I had good memories. And I don't judge anyone for celebrating Halloween. Um, 
And like you said, I know a lot of people who don't believe in celebrating Halloween because of their religious belief, and they feel um, it's somewhat of a sin to celebrate it. Right. And I yeah, know for well, you growing up as a Jehovah's Witness, you couldn't do that. No. We didn't celebrate any of the holidays. Um, and, like, people who have a misconception of those things, they, they, they don't believe they celebrate anything. One of the things that they do celebrate is the memorial of Christ, which is, you know, his crucifixion. Um, and then they'll celebrate their, if they have an anniversary or things like that. But even birthdays, they don't celebrate. They don't celebrate that. Right. Um. And major holidays, they don't celebrate at all. And I agree with that for the most part because most major holidays are not founded on Christianity, the belief in Right. It was, like, just like Halloween, it was blended in to they, the people were celebrating it. You know, you had the pagans, you had the Christians. So to right. make it, you know, to bring more people into the Christianity cult, uh they said, well, we're going to mix it in. So it was like a board meeting amongst the popes and the religious leaders mm-hmm. at that time and said, well, we're going to do this and make it fit. Because it, 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 it was always about keeping membership. So we're going right. to switch it up to make it fit so people will do it. And it's just like anything. People are doing things because some religious leaders said it was okay. Before that, you know, Christians were, stood, stayed away from that. That, that holiday, mm-hmm. you know, they, but then once the religious leaders said it was okay, they went along with it, you know, right. so it just goes to show you why people find it so easy to just follow lead, leadership and not question anything, because this right. is how people are programmed to do. Until someone in charge or they feel is in charge says it's okay, then they'll do it, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I, did I agree. Look it up I agree. In my book, Halloween, because mm-hmm. uh, it, it goes deeper. You know, the Halloween is based on Sam Haynes Day or something to that effect. But you know, when you read different articles on the internet, they kind of give you uh, a rosy picture of it. But it goes way deeper. Right. Halloween goes way deeper than right. You know, most of the sites that give you information. So I got some information out of my book and if you know if you before I share it if you you know you got any more to share on what you found and I'll share that um yeah like you were you were talking about Sam Haynes and it's it's the pronunciation is strange <laughs> because I kept pronouncing it like Sam Haynes but it's Sowen it's That's what the pronunciation Sowen Sowen so it's spelled S A M H A I N, but it's pronounced as sewing. But I did want to mention oh, that um, oh. I strongly believe in teaching our kids the truth. And that's why I played that little short clip in the beginning um, about the effects of lying. And, you know, I thought it was interesting that it was a child telling us what effects can come from lying and how damaging. Um, damaging the effects have on your relationships or even your health. So I think that we need to continue to tell the truth to our children. And I know a lot of people think they can't handle the truth, 
But, um, yeah, I just feel like it's important to tell the truth to our kids, especially when we're talking about um, what our beliefs are in and, and these different holidays. Right, right. Yeah, talking about lying, how damaging to the health. This is why they can hook you up to a lie detector. What they're detecting is you stress your body goes into it. Right. Because it's a deliberate, you have to deliberately figure out what to say. The body rejects a lie automatically. Right. Now, some people get better at hiding those stresses more than others after they do it so so often. But after a while, you lie so much, uh, you become right. what you call numb to reality, numb. Yeah. numb to the truth. So then your body just 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 will just automatically default to not saying the truth. But it really right. is it can it ages you and puts you under extreme stress for a brief moment. Right. And you release adrenaline deeply. You know what adrenaline does, right? It mm-hmm. shuts down your ability to. Uh, uh, metabolize your food, so your you know, or in your immune system shuts down too. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like a right. body's under stress. Yeah, and I, so I think part of the reason why um, some some of us lie to our kids is because we don't take the time to do the research on certain topics, right. and we don't know what to say. Yeah. And also, we've been lied to as a child. So we might feel right. that that's just the right thing to do or say. Um, right. But yeah, you could really. go ahead and uh, talk about what you what you found, and then on Halloween. All right. What I found, I'll, I'll talk about I have that a, a book uh, called "The Woman's Encyclopedia of Myths and Secrets." So, Halloween. It's, it's, it's an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. You just look up the words you're looking up. And, the meaning of that, and it'll give you the feminine aspect as well. So it says, Halloween, All Souls or All Hallows Day, was the Christian version of, how do you pronounce that? That Sowin. How do you pronounce that? Sowin. Sowin. The Celtic Feast of the Dead, named for the Aryan, Aryan Lord of Death, Samana, the leveler, or the Grim Reaper, leader of ancestral goats. According to the pagan lunar calendar, festivals were celebrated on the eve rather than the day. Therefore, Halloween, mm-hmm. or All Hallows Eve, was the original festival. Later displaced to the following day, the Irish used to call the holy night the vigil of Sewing, so many. Churchmen described it as a night of magic charms and divination, eating the future with witches, mirrors, and nutshell ashes, ducking for apples in tubs of water, representing soul symbols in the cauldron generation, and other objectionable rites. Even today, it is said that a girl who peels an apple before a mirror on Halloween will see the image of her future husband, Gilad. Christian authorities wrote of Halloween. Many other superstitious ceremonies, remains of Judaism, are observed on the, this holiday, 
which would never be eradicated while the name of Doman is permitted to remain. Excuse me. The name of the pagan deity remains in the Bible as, guess what, Samuel, from the Semitic Samael, the same underworld god. Of course, the original divinations were oracle utterances by the ancestral dead. So here it is. This is the original. Who came up from their tombs on Halloween, sometimes bringing gifts to the children of their living descendants. In Sicilian Halloween tradition, the dead relations have become the good fairies of the little ones. Similar customs are observed at Christmas. So that's similar to what Mexicans celebrate. They're dead to dead. It was a good thing. They came and they gave gifts. (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. In in Lithuania, Lithuania, the last European country to accept Christianity, the pagans celebrated the New Year New Year feast at Halloween, sacrificing the domestic animals to their god, Semenik, Semanic, or Semania. Their prayer ran, except our burnt sacrifice, old Semania, and kindly uh, partake thereof. If the Lord of the Underworld accepted the offering on behalf of the dead, the spirits were satisfied and will refrain from doing harm. If not adequately appropriate, propitiated, they might uh, descend on the world as vengeful ghosts led by demons and witches, priestesses, who summon them. So this is where we get all of the other mm-hmm. stuff. You know, with right. all the, yeah. the ghouls and the witches, the evil witches and stuff. The witches and ghosts are still associated with Halloween together with such soul symbols as owls, bats, and cats. The pagan idea used to be that crucial joints between the seasons open cracks in the fabric of space-time, allowing contact between the ghost world and the moon. That's summary of what Halloween was and is now. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that bobble for Apple... Like that. That name. Thing? I did. Yeah, go ahead. The bobbing for Apple. What name? Oh, yeah, that bob, the name, bob, oh. bobbing for apples um, that you were talking about. As a kid, I did that one time. But when I think about it, that is disgusting. <laughs> to have yeah, everybody's got this in the same, you know, whatever the solution. Just thinking about it, I don't know why I was put in that situation, <laughs> but... Right, you know, that was... A but, yeah, go ahead. What were you saying? I looked up the word uh, Samuel, or Sam Mayel. It's spelled S-A-M-M-A-E-L. So you said the the, the mm-hmm. Mexican pronunciation or the, the real pronunciation of that word was what? Um, Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. The pronunciation is Sowin. Sowin. Okay. Sowin, like... So yeah. this. So this name, this is supposed to be the original mm-hmm. name. It's right. the Dreadlord Semitic version of the Asiatic Sama, Samana, or Samaverki, the leveler, judge of the dead, identified with the underworld king Yama. Sama Eda holds him in storm guard, clothed in black clouds. 
like his later incarnation, Satan. He was prince of the power of the air, also the Celtic god of sowing, sowing the feast of mm-hmm. the dead, Christianized as all souls. Medieval Gnostics were accused of worshiping, worshiping him as Samuel or Satanael. In Britain, he had a feminine counterpart, Samothea or Samantha, death goddess. You know, remember the Samantha the Witch? Remember that show? Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, the, yes so that's what Samantha means. This is Samantha. It's the death goddess. Queen of the mysterious land of the Hyperboreans, where Pythagoras traveled to learn the arts of letters, astronomy, and science from this all-wise lady. She seems to have been another form of Scotty or Sita. So it, it, that's why I said it, if you, once you read something, I go read the names. I could have went on and on. We could have been here all night. Right, right. Uh, to show mm-hmm. you, it, it takes you deeper, deeper, deeper into a deeper meaning. And you start to see how right. all of this stuff connects. You saw shows, Samantha the Witch. It was, you know, all of those witch shows, they always had a witch named Samantha. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not done. <laughs> that's not done by accident. They know what these names mean. You know, mm-hmm. they know it. <laughs> so... That's why you have to do research to find out what you're participating in, because you don't know, you know. As I look at Halloween, the way it is celebrated today is distorted and it's not in its original form. I don't see it as a bad holiday. You know, if you, you know, Mm -hmm. ancestral veneration is uh, in almost in every culture in different ways, even in the Christian culture it's there. But (laughs) they don't see it. They they overlook it. Um, But in most other cultures, it's always good to respect your ancestors. And, right. you know, remember, because without them, you wouldn't be here, number one. You know, and they paved the way for you to, to have life. Yeah, I think it's it's um, interesting how different um, our culture is, like, regards death. And, you know, I believe that we should celebrate and remember our loved ones who passed on. And it should be a happy occasion to honor the dead, um, which I think is missing from our culture. And that's just my personal opinion. Yes. Um, you know, during well, this year, yeah, for it some... is missing. It's missing. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's all missing. about um, during this time of the year. It's all about Halloween and how much candy you can get and whose house is decorated the best and. You know, who has the better costume? Um, And for me, I think it's important to teach our children that death is not scary. And we should celebrate our loved ones, including our ancestors. And we can create our own traditions. You know, like I don't judge anyone for decorating their house. You know, Um, I don't, I choose not to decorate my house in um, like, ghosts and goblins and things like that. Um, I do decorate my home, however, like celebrating the changing of the seasons. So we live in North Carolina, and I love the different colors of the fall and incorporate that into the decoration. And I also love the idea of celebrating past loved ones and having candles around the house. Um, But you you can do that all throughout the year. It doesn't have to be 
Right. Right. I feel like it doesn't have to be just one day out of the year. Um, No. no, But, yeah, there's there's a lot of different – there's just a lot of different websites out there. And were you done with talking about what you found? Yeah, I'm done. I just wanted to say before you move on to the, to that, you do decorate mm-hmm. the house really nice. You have a big... Oh, thank you. <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah, and I enjoy doing it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah I enjoy I doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, going back to the All Hallows Eve, I found that it said that the origins date back centuries like you said, to the pagans and the Celtic people living in Britain and um, Ireland, some parts of Ireland. And in the Celtic tradition, the 31st of October marks a holiday known as Samhain. And during this holiday, they celebrated the end of harvest, the harvest season, and the onset of the dark portion of the year. Um, and so in also represented a time when the doors between the human world and the spirit world were thought to be most open. And this is where they believe ghosts and witches and goblins and demons were roaming around. Um, they also used oh. the time to send messages to the supernatural powers who believed um, um, to control the levers of nature. Uh, but it wasn't all like sinister. So when the sewing also became seen as an ideal for marriage, this is what I found: um, health and even death. And people left offerings of food and drink outside for the visiting spirits and fairies. Um, and this is where we get passing out candy from. And then in the 18th century, the night of October the 31st became known as All Hallows Eve. Hallows meaning saint or holy person. And Eve is a contradiction of Eve, like the the Eve at night. Right. Um, And around this time, this is when it changed to undermine the Celtic tradition. So like you said, to make it more um, friendlier. And the sewing holiday is still celebrated. Yeah, I found that the sewing holiday is still celebrated today in certain communities. So people actually still celebrate the original way they did it, and they take it very seriously. It's called, um, the community is called the Wiccan, Wiccan community or Wiccan community. Wiccan, yeah. And... Wiccan. Some people would call and, witchcraft. Like, go ahead. Right, and it is it is witchcraft. That's what it is. Um, those people celebrate, or they they practice witchcraft. Um, but but there are parts of the world that celebrate the holiday as it it was celebrated originally. Right. Um, and I I thought it was interesting to look up some of the traditions of Halloween and how people celebrate it, like where the traditions came from, like wearing the costumes and trick-or-treating. And, again, it's traced back to the Celtic period when it was thought that the souls of the dead were out and around along with the fairies and the witches and um, Mm -hmm. the 
offering of food and drink were left out. And as time went on, people began dressing up like creatures and performing um, antics in exchange for food, food. And this practice is actually called mumming. Have you heard of that? Mm. I never heard of it. I've heard of a mummy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right, but it's some, called some mumming. Some claws um, walking around. Yeah, but the mumming was the practice of um, is how trick or treating evolved. At first, they were exchanging food and drinks. And then they started um, exchanging candies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last night yeah. they were out here in this neighborhood just everywhere. Most I've ever seen this area, you know, when I first moved here, they you know, had people just knocking on this. But it seemed like almost every house had a party going on and had tables out. They had made a real oh, event yeah. of it last night. Mm-hmm. Um like, you know, music playing on the street, things like that. And and all of the most of the costumes I saw was of, you know, hideous things, you know. Zombies and witches. Scary, and yeah. All mm-hmm. kinds, those types of things. Scary stuff, you know. Um so they 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 like I wanted to touch on the Wiccan uh, uh thing. A lot of people mm-hmm. you know, they that's witchcraft, it is witchcraft. But a lot of people don't really understand that, um, that practice, Wiccan. Right, and I think Wiccan, being a Wiccan, is like a religion just like anything else. Uh, not mm-hmm. even where it came from, what it's about. It's really about um, mm-hmm. elements, fire, mm-hmm. earth, water, and air, the four elements. That's one of the, you know, things that they, uh, in their practices, they use those that a lot. Um so, but there's another similar Christianity cult, not cult, I wouldn't say cult, that practiced years ago, Gnostic Christians, and that was their practice. They believed in the elements, mm. you know, taught on that. So you can see how all of these things have similar characteristics to it, no matter what religion you're part of. They have similar cultures or practices or religious rites. Oh. So what a Christian might be calling demonic, and if they really look deep into their own faith, there is a lot of similarities to a lot of these other things that that people are doing that they're judging as demonic. So what I wanted to say, witchcraft or wicked is not so demonic as people believe it is. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of uh, uh, dealing with elements, and you know they do deal with spirits and casting spells and everything, but in the Bible, they were casting spells too. <laughs> That's they were true. doing rituals, blood sacrifices. I mean, how is that any different? You know, but it, it, because it's under the title of Christianity, it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. But if you look at their rituals and everybody else's rituals, it's the same stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, go ahead. We're going to elaborate. On yeah, I was thinking about um, what you you. Um, you was looking up before uh, you was, and I was trying to find it, but I couldn't, but you looked up something dealing with astrology and how oh, that. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's a, it's a, you know, this is supposed to be the blue moon last night. Um, 
So out of all of these practices, it all goes back to astrology, every one of them. Now, one of these practices is not they all connected to astrology. So Scorpio is a fixed sign. So this happens on the in the when the uh when when the uh I guess when when we on the fixed sign of Scorpio. And Scorpio mm-hmm. uh represents uh it's a water sign. That's one of the elements. Uh let's see. Trying to find what else. Scorpio is one of the three water signs, and the others being Cancer and Pisces. It's a fixed negative sign. Scorpio is associated with three different animals. Scorpio is making it easy. According to astrology, Scorpio is still a deep red, black, and brown. Um, but it it it's supposed to be that sign is supposed to if you make a wish or anything, you can make it happen during that time, especially on that on that night. You can, your your whatever your intentions are, are stronger on that night. You can make it happen, and a lot of groups practice and do their. That's really a new year for some cultures. November first, mm-hmm. it's the beginning of a new year. Um, right, and that's where they practice their intention. You know, for what they want to happen. So, let me. I'm trying to find the guys things you hear. But you, you can go ahead while I look that up. Okay. I was just going to pull up um, more about the Day of the Dead and um, how Mexicans people honor their dead. You know, I just found it very interesting how it was so lively and festive there when we went to Mexico. And um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would love to incorporate something like that. Um, some of their traditions. Yeah. The culture of you know what was unfortunate about that trip? It was one thing when we when we went on that tour with the mm-hmm. town and he was calling the indigenous people tall blue eyed. Yeah. It would be indigenous people. I was like, what is he reading? Because <laughs> they don't, yeah. there's no such thing as a blue-eyed, tall, European-looking indigenous person. So you could tell yeah, was he was indoctrinated to believe that he is not the indigenous. He's one of the indigenous. Right. Now, I wouldn't say he was the original. He's a, 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 a cousin or a, a son of the original indigenous people, but he's a direct descendant. It's amazing how they they have moved into these places and made these people think that this is not their land. They, right, you know, right. they are the Americans too, just like we are right. the indigenous. You know, because that well, part yeah. that we were in was called California mm-hmm. too. It was a part right. of California. It was a peninsula of California. And something he he broke mm-hmm. that down, uh, which I was surprised to learn that. Um, but yeah, it's just how you know when you, and I think these 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 tours are are are, are taught or told. This is what they need to teach people, because most you know we were probably the only people of color on that bus. So they're telling every tour I've went on like that. They always tell a story that favors the European, no matter where. When we were in Honduras, right. it was the same thing. You know. 
Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's the only thing I wish I could change is um, how they focus so much on tourism that they kind of lose, they're slowly losing their um, original traditions. And I think that's one of the reasons why, why people from America and other places want to go visit, you know, want to travel. Because they wanted, I, right. you know, I want to be able to see your culture. I don't, I don't want to go there and and you know eat McDonald's and <laughs> which we didn't eat McDonald's. Right. I don't want to go to another country and um, it be you know Americanized. Mm-hmm. Right. You, 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 right, and, and that you know, one of the things about that area was Americanized, somewhat. It was, um, because most of the people that were there in that town were not from that. Mm-hmm. They were just there for work because it was a touristy town, and you could tell that they got right. hit by this whole pandemic because some of the stores were not open. Um, and but uh, they depend their one hundred percent of their economy is tourism. So if they get another lockdown, they're going to be in trouble, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but it, overall, it was a nice town, nice place. And we, we saw a $5 million house there that we're going to buy, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was sitting on this mountain, and you can see out to the water. I was like, yeah, I'm buying that right there. There it is. Well, I can look out. And it, the, the water was just beautiful. It was just like, you know, everything about it was beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So I found some more information about um, the Day of the Dead. And it says that people make their way to the grave sites every year to keep the memory of the deceased alive in their hearts. Um, right. And they share stories, drink, and eat together as if it were a party. Um, right. People parade the streets with beautiful skull painting uh, painted on their faces and wear costumes to commemorate. Um, and I would have loved to see that. And we might have, if we stayed a little longer, we might have. We stayed another day. That. We could have, which I was trying to do, but, you know. I was trying to get another day out of it. I was going to pay for another day, (laughs) change the flight. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready. And then we know we got responsibility, so. But the crazy thing about it, we still ended up home the next day. We could, yeah. We stayed another day. We could have actually stayed one more day. (laughs) Right. We could have stayed one more day. (laughs) We still ended up getting home the next day because we missed that connected flight. It was the last flight to Charlotte. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, stayed another day. We might have got home a few hours later than we wanted, you know, than we would have. But another day would have been great, and we would have got to see the festival. Yeah, got to see it. Probably right, right there at the hotel because they had to start decorating it because it wasn't all decorated like that when we got there. Then all of a sudden one night, right. one day, was all these decorations. Yeah. Yeah, but it said it said that it says that the women usually paint their faces, wear elegant dresses and hats, um, and let's see what else. Crowds dance in the streets, 
So they really make it a big festive um, celebration. Yeah. And some, some of them That's parade good. together um, on their way to the cemetery at night. That's right. interesting. That sounds a lot similar to what New Orleans do. New Orleans do a, hmm. a, 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 a thing like that where they wear the same. When they I saw those skeleton faces, it reminded me of New Orleans. Uh, they would do that too. They go dance all the way to the gravesite. Uh, is it not Mardi Gras? Is it is, is that when they do that? Mardi Gras. Yeah, hmm, I'm not I'm sure. Not I've sure. never been it's to one Mardi. of those. I know in. Uh, New Orleans, they got it, and they wear. They have those same type of skeleton people wearing that. I think that's money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, to look up. <laughs> I, 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 I is one. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm if somebody's listening, that could help out with that. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. that happens in, in, um, in like arts or something. Oh, I, I found. Okay. Yeah, Mardi Gras. Day Mark can of be the traced dead. immediately each. Right. <laughs> Same. That's just a different time of the year. The Day of yeah. the Dead in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they do, so they just do that in, 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 in the beginning of what we call the beginning of the year. Um, That's interesting. Very much so. Yeah. So we our cut it our cultures is not that different. Well and it and, and it goes back to one thing. Although they keep giving you European um you know, definitions for Halloween and all of that, it all goes back to our ancestors and what we did. And people just took mm-hmm. what we did and mixed it into their culture to make it their own. But we've always, for thousands of years, did ancestral generation as being given thanks. It's mm-hmm. a time of giving thanks. And so what they did was take our, what we did, and demonized it and created something mm-hmm. else. And they, 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 they hyped that up or they made that look better than what we did. They always oh. Uh, do that. If you look at most of these celebrations, even with Christmas and um, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call uh, Easter and all those, those all have our ancestors teaching customs mixed into it, and then they change it up, and then they made what we did evil, made what they did. So, and mm-hmm. this, you know, Mardi Gras was back in the 1730s, somewhere around that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, our culture is, like, finding way more ways to pump fear into us, and oh, yeah. it's unfortunate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, we, you know what's amazing like we have about to fear you, everything. You just, right. Now, when mm-hmm. we were there, there was no fear being pumped. You didn't hear – I mean, the people no, weren't even talking no, about the celebration. Not the locals. No. Not the uh, the people we were on, the, you know, who were there. They were. We had a brief conversation at when we ate at the Mexican restaurant, but for the most part, it wasn't even a topic or a thing. Okay. You know, the the locals they looked happy. They didn't look like it was in fear of anything, and a lot of them weren't wearing masks on the street. 
you know, in certain areas mm-hmm. they were. Uh, but just, you know, the guys who were coming in with the the guitars while we were eating, they didn't have that on. <laughs> you know, right. that's how they, they, they were hustling right. up money. They played music for you and something. You know, it's like, you know, like what's going on? It was nothing. You didn't feel that tension that you feel here. You know, right. there's a lot of tension here. And over there was no, I didn't feel that. I don't know about you. I didn't feel any tension. No, um, I didn't feel it at all. Yeah. It was more of a celebration and a happy time. Yeah, speaking yeah. of happy times, look at that massage we had on the beach. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? I, 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 man, that was a whoa! I've never had a massage like that before. Yeah, I've never had. I a mean, massage. it was pure. Yeah, I was like, wow. 50 bucks for 70 so, minutes. You could never get that here. <laughs> but um, yeah. any call, any listeners, if you any of you would like to share your experience um, with Halloween or if you just wanted to share what we've been talking about, the history of Hallow's, um, All Hallows' Eve, please um, press number one. Yeah. And I found I actually found um some information about how they celebrate in New Orleans. Right. And I can read a little bit of that. Okay, um it says the day of, the day of the dead has become widely celebrated in many American cities um from Los Angeles to Philadelphia, but in New Orleans it takes on more of a carnival carnival theme. So it makes it feel like a yeah, second Mardi Gras. So it's economy, not yeah, actually hey. not the Mardi Gras, but it feels like a Mardi, Mardi Gras. Um, from parades to parties, there's no shortage of events to pick from. Um, but a few standout right. gatherings include the Ogden Museum, the Southern Art Focus Museum, and the city's central business dis- district. Um, they recently started an annual exhibit featuring... Um, artist interpretations of a day of the dead altar. And at, what's interesting in Mexico, they have like contests. I was watching a video and they have contests of um, people making altars, different altars. And it's really a big right. thing. <laughs> and, you know, and with these altars, they, have different pictures of different family members that have passed on and it really is a dedication to those people that have passed away and I think that's such a neat idea I mean we don't really do that here (laughs) no but we don't and I think that's one of the reasons why we have so many issues we do not respect our ancestors at all. We respect no, everything else, don't. every other deity that, that, that's been given to us. You know, at one point, you know, we had a, some of us awake, a lot of us are waking up from this. We had this white Jesus in our head. And that's what we respected. He's, he's the name above name and someone who is not even from our, doesn't even originate in our original teachings. We worship that more. But go ahead and elaborate on that. This is Lauren calling me. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it says the altar dedication to 
Last year's altar was made in honor of Mardi Gras Indian leader, Big Chief Bo, and um, they created the altar um, in honor of him. Um, And it says here, let's see, the most famous of those tombs belong to legendary Pretus Mary Lavu, which has been recently restored. Um, let me see what else. So, yeah, I just find it all interesting. Um, I was, like I said, I was watching a video on YouTube, and I'm going to play a little bit of the clip. Um, it's a pretty long video, but it talks all about the Day of the Dead and um, their rituals and their celebrations. And I find it yeah. very interesting you're back. Yeah, I'm back. You're going to play a clip? Yeah, I was going to play a little bit of a clip. Um, it's kind of a long clip, about 45 minutes. <laughs> so maybe I can play like 10 minutes of it and then and then come back. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Now, most of it is in English, but I think some parts are in Spanish. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. Okay, here it goes. We'll be right back. Festivals, great occasions, and great gatherings full of color and spectacle. The most revealing are those ancient festivals which celebrate the key moments of life, birth, marriage, and death. These festivals are bursting with life and energy. Carnival processions, special meals, lively music, and firework displays. Believe it or not, in this film, we're celebrating the dead. In Mexico, every November, the souls of the dead are invited to join the living in dancing, carnivals, and feasting. Everywhere there are skulls and skeletons. But there are also quiet family times of memory in candlelit cemeteries. Death is mocked. The dead are welcomed with joy, and through it all, life is affirmed. Let's join the celebration and go to the festival. Oaxaca is a small city in the south of Mexico. At the end of October every year, it holds one of the country's best-known Day of the Dead festivals. The spectacle and the extraordinary customs attract tourists from all over the world. But the events are deeply rooted in local traditions that go back 500 years to the time of the Spanish conquest, when the ancient death rituals of the Mexican Indians were fused with the Christian feast of remembering the dead called All Souls. The heart of the festival is the three days from October the 31st to November the 2nd. 
On the first day, the focus will be on the souls of dead children, the angelitos. And then the attention will shift to welcoming the souls of adult loved ones. And in the Oaxaca region, you may not go to bed at the height of the festival. From the afternoon of November the 1st to the morning of November the 2nd, the noisy dance of death processions party their way through city and village streets for a marathon 20-hour long carnival. In Oaxaca City, the civic authorities make a big deal of the festival. With a large program of events involving altar-making and art competitions, concerts and candle displays, which take over the cemeteries and public squares. It involves a huge amount of organization, and the key man for keeping it all together is Miguel Ángel. He's facing a big job in the coming days, but it's a task he relishes. Estar haciendo todo este trabajo es maravilloso. Aportas un poco a tu ciudad, das un poco a tu ciudad, y más que nada contribuyes a algo grande, ¿no? La historia, las leyendas y la tradición, ¿no? One of the striking local traditions is the construction of so-called sand carpets or tapestries involving lorry loads of sand and paint. These floor installations feature the familiar iconography of the Day of the Dead and are often created by the schools and art colleges of the area. In cuanto al diseño que ellos estén haciendo, se hace la lista y nosotros las conseguimos. Todo esto, todo el material se les da, se les da desayunos y ellos lo que aportan es el talento, el tiempo y la obra. Es en lo que, en la forma en que trabajamos. Nosotros los apoyamos con lo que necesiten para que también ellos puedan este, presentar un trabajo muy bueno. Y créanme que los años anteriores han presentado obras muy, muy buenas y grandiosas. Everybody's getting ready for the festivities, and the markets are full of people buying sugar skulls and other decorations including a few of the Halloween trinkets which have started coming into the festival through American influence. This is the Mercado de Abastos, which is said to be the largest outdoor market in Mexico. Today there's a busy trade in flowers, especially the orange marigolds and purple coxcombs, which are typical of the Day of the Dead. People are also picking up the traditional foodstuffs, the chilies and the chocolate beans, which will be used to make the distinctive sauce called mole, which is served with chicken during the feast. There's so much going on at festival time, so much imagery and remarkable activity, that it's easy to lose a sense of the beliefs and the history which underpin the celebrations. Father Maldonado is a priest in one of the large city churches, and he's proud of the way the Day of the Dead brings together ancient indigenous traditions with Christian teaching about the journey of the soul to heaven and the ongoing relationship of the dead and the living. Es que hay una íntima vinculación entre los países que nos conquistaron, concretamente en México fue España. 
Entonces los misioneros españoles no trataron de destruir la idiosincrasia de esas razas, sino al contrario, agarrar. Okay, hopefully y'all can hear me. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to play a little bit of um, that clip. And you know, as you can, as you heard, it's such a big celebration in Mexico. And um, I thought it was interesting that they celebrate the souls of children that pass. Um, I would think, you know, for many many people that would be a sad occasion, but I think it's interesting that they celebrate um, the children's souls. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay. Hakeem, are you, I'm not sure if, if I can hear you. I was heard. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you you had the wrong mic unmuted. You, you didn't have the right mic. Um, right. Okay. Um, the but other yeah, one I was just saying, to, um, the hindsight radio. Yeah, I was just yeah. saying I wanted to play a little bit. Um, okay, I just wanted to play a little bit of the clip. Um, so you was able to hear me, Akeem? Yes, you had the wrong mic unmuted. This was, oh, okay, okay. But yeah, I thought that was interesting that they celebrate the souls of the the children that passed away. Did you hear that? Uh huh. Yes, I yeah. heard all of. Them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I think it's important to understand um, what we're celebrating and what our beliefs are, and most importantly, think about how you can explain to your child why we do certain things um, and also how you regard death as a family. Right. You know, I remember um, yeah. my daughter, especially she was, when she was younger, <laughs> she was so fearful of me dying. Like she came up to me and said, you know, I don't want you to die. And we had a long conversation about death and how death, um, we shouldn't fear death. So I think that's important to um, have those conversations with your your child. Yeah, I think a, a good conversation about that. I, I think a lot of uh, issues with fear would be eliminated if we just with the child and set, mm-hmm. set realistic expectations. Um, right. We, we lied as it. The way this culture is, we lie to children so much from an early age. Like when it comes to Christmas, about the Santa Claus coming to give you these things, all these other things. And by the time they get older, they start to realize they're so confused. Uh, like I said earlier, I was scared of death just because I saw a scary movie. And I thought, you know, I thought maybe that would be real, what was going on mm-hmm. on TV. Um, so 
if my parents had sat down and just taught me what death was all about. Uh, I remember the first dead, hard death that I ever dealt with was my grandmother. And I was scared to even walk up to the casket because of watching all those scary movies. You know, right. I'm, I'm envisioning her waking up out of the casket, skipping, looking all crazy. This, this was going my mind at the funeral <laughs> as a kid. I think I was about eight years old. All of these things prevented me from just walking up and paying them respect. And even when they tried to give me a rose from the, the flowers, everybody was passing out and taking, you know, everybody was getting one. And they tried to, my uncle, I remember my uncle trying to give it to me. He was like, shit, take this. And I was like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> and I was in fear of taking it because it came from that casket. And um, and he was getting upset. And, I, and my mother was pushing me towards him. And I was I wouldn't go within 10 feet of that casket. I stayed in the, the we sat and of course the defendants didn't fine. And um, mm-hmm. I would not walk up to that casket for nothing. My brother was walking up to it, touching her and doing all of this stuff like it was you know, I was like <laughs> looking at him like he was crazy <laughs> when he was doing this, but I was just so fearful of death or anything that was dead that I, I couldn't mm-hmm. my mind was just so far gone that I, I couldn't see reality. Yeah, that's interesting that you said that because I have never, like, on my own, went to visit a cemetery. And and I've always felt that it was kind of strange how, like, the eerie feeling of it and, like, the feel, the somber feeling of going to visit someone at the cemetery. Like, I've always wanted to... um, think about the positive things, like the the good memories, you know, of someone that passed away. And I feel like a lot of our cemeteries here don't give you that feeling. <laughs> no. So for uh, me... Well, it looks very, yeah, they got I, these tombstones looking all, you know. Yeah, yeah, it just looks very dreary. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember... Why, I mean... It's so crazy how when we talk about death, you know, it it makes people feel like it's a, it, it makes most people feel sad and depressed, and it really shouldn't. And that's just my yeah, it should. You really it, well because even in the Bible it says it's better the ending of a matter than its beginning. So a person dies, you know how they live, and you can talk about all the good times and things like that. It, it 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 really shouldn't be a sad occasion because now mm-hmm. they have completed their journey on this plane or this dimension and they're on to another one, better one. Um, you know, so we, we just have so many misguided teachings about death that we can't see it for what it really is. Another a starting, you know, a death of one, Ending of one matter and the beginning of another. A door is opening to another existence. Um, so, and this is why those celebrations were created in the first place, because our yeah, ancestors do that. You know, but as time goes on, and to tell you the truth, that's where power comes from, those traditions. 
And if when when the indigenous people practiced those cultures, they did better because they were tapping into the real energy of the planet, real energy of the universe. And what what's tradition about? Is time you know giving respect to your elders or your ancestors, and mm-hmm. in in return they will see to your well being for the future, right? But in this right. Halloween. It's about a death and destruction and being afraid. So you're just really creating a reality of fear and not being successful. So all of these things, this is all by design, you know, the way they're teaching people to keep them out of their real power, tapping into their real power, keep them looking for some other deity that has nothing to do with their ancestors. And this is why we can't manifest prosperity and opportunity. Because when you really look deep into that, if you don't venerate your ancestors, what do you lose? Group economics. Because you're not respecting what they did. And you're separated. It's so scattered and separated and, and everybody's doing their own thing. And, we can. Right. and, and, we and that's forget. what was good about the yeah. Mexican culture. They're doing that as a family. Right. They well, they, and they do it as a community. As a family. As, yeah, know, as, a, as community. a community. Right. You know? So. Well, one thing I want to say, like the trip also taught me, is um, just for me, myself, just to work on being more authentic when I'm speaking. Um, this is like the first time that I'm just talking freely without doing much preparation. So, um, right. yeah, bad, I just wanted it? to mention that. No, no, it's not. You, you know, I didn't think I was going to be talking yeah. so much about death, but I think it's all connected. So. Yeah. Well, you know, when you just let things flow and come from the heart, you can, you realize there's a lot to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. it really is. A lot of things that just come out in these types of conversations. Right. Well, I am happy that you um, co-hosted with me this evening. Um, oh, I'm happy to do it. Anytime. Yeah. And I'll be oh, looking forward to your show on Tuesday. Truth Tuesday show. All right. Um, I think I'm going to end. Maybe I'll talk do a whole show on that massage we had. I don't know how many people want to do that. I don't care. I don't want to talk about these massages. (laughs) Why you don't want to talk about the massage? It wasn't good. I thought you liked the massage. It was awesome. I mean... Okay, why are you you, you just like, yeah, it was great. And then you try to change the subject. It was great. It was awesome. It was great. What was great about it? <laughs> what about these massages? It was one of the best massages I've ever had. You know, a lot of yeah. times when I get massages, well, depending on who's doing them, it's um, afterwards, sometimes my body will be hurting. And this yeah. massage felt awesome. Like, I, I think we got it, what, yeah, two or they... three days ago? And I still feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I have I have this shoulder that gives me issues. Like I hear clicking in it. 
and she did something, and I could feel it pop, and I don't have the issue anymore. It's like she knew where I had trouble spots. I didn't tell her. I didn't give her any description of what I wanted. She just went to work. And um, Wow. So when people, when y'all go to Cabo San Lucas, and if you stay at the Dreams Resort, get the massage from the on people the on the beach. <laughs> They're sitting right off to the side. They got a van, and they set their table up the right on the beach. It's covered. <laughs> no, the resort's going to kill you on prices. They want, you know, like 195 yes. for it. It's crazy. <laughs> and uh, you had that massage. It wasn't as good as that. It wasn't as good as that. No, it wasn't. Um, nope. Yeah. They, it, for 50, well, I, you know, when I asked him what the price was, I, he, I thought he was saying 17 minutes. But his accent, he was really saying 70. I'm Seventy. Okay, well, let's do this. And right. man, I was like, "This is wonderful." Yeah. Right. Um. Not to mention the other stuff. I know you said you wanted to get off, but we're talking about the trip. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Um, the dinner on the beach. What about that? That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was my nice. First time it was in celebration. That. Celebration of your birthday. And um, yeah. I've never done that before, and I thought that was really nice. Yeah, um, yeah it was different. Yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> it was. It was a little windy, but it was it was something nice, and it was private, so it wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot of people spectating. Really no, close. it was no It was no one been. near us. <laughs> right. So, and you we know, had our own personal um, waiter. Our own private yeah, yeah, he came waiter. Yeah. Stuff. It was a full course meal, right? Mm-hmm. That that, that yeah. was a full course meal we had, All right? Four. Um. Yeah, and and the movie yeah, was and, also the, and the other restaurants were nice too. I thought yeah, um, the French one, the French one was I think the best. Right. It would have been nice to like have more authentic Mexican food. Um, yeah. And I think you know we did have we did have some Mexican food there. We had the tacos, but it would have been nice to have more of it. Yeah, I love Mexican food. Be. I mean, the best tacos I had was on the um, the snorkeling on the boat. Mm-hmm. On that boat, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was. Uh, which I thought was very special, other than what you did for me. That was special. But the, we got to the when we were booking the tours, and I told the guy it was my birthday. He did say he said I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna give you a gift. He did say that, but I not he didn't give it to me personally. But what he did was he arranged something with the driver of the bus tour. And when we went to the blown glass factory, and at the end of it, we were about to get back in the van. He said, "Hold on," and they gave me this blown glass heart and mm-hmm. then the, the 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 Mexican lady sang happy birthday. Well he sang it too. They all mm-hmm. sang happy birthday right there. I got a video of it. Yeah. Oh um, yeah that was, that was really nice. I really thought that was really really nice up there. And they and danced then, for um, you and yeah, they danced, danced all around the they... store. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was really, really cool. Nice. That's what I like about going away is because 
the attitudes mm-hmm. of the people. Now, we know these people don't have a lot of money, but for somehow, they can be happy. Right. So you don't have to have well, a lot of money to be is, happy. Everything is a celebration. Everything is a, you know. <clears throat> yeah. I think so. with those with them, it's about family in their culture, and that's what makes mm-hmm. them happy. Because you didn't meet any angry people there. You know, although they, you know that they don't have a lot, but you didn't meet people mm-hmm. where their energy was angry, like you meet here. Like right. here, yeah. you know, we got to the airport and there was problems with tickets, and you could see that energy all around, you know, immediately. Mm-hmm. See that, you know, even in the airport, the guys who were guiding us through the, the their version of TSA was very polite. Hey, welcome. Very Over friendly. here, when you said thank you, they said thank you, they spoke to you, they were very friendly, even though they were in a position yeah. of authority. Whereas here, mm-hmm. oh, it's all orders. You know, the very first customs agent we met, he was like, oh, okay, go, you know, yeah, okay, did you did you have anything over 2000 It was just very authoritative. And, okay, mm-hmm. see you. You know, go that way. You know, it wasn't... Right. Although he did speak, he was friendly in his own way. He said, hello, how are you doing? I said, good. But it was just that it wasn't that warmth that you had over there, you know. That's mm-hmm. why I like visiting. So I, I think a lot of places that you go outside the country are, is like that. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> People were just genuinely, and I think they were genuinely genuine. It was a genuine type of friendly. Wasn't potential. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. so I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed the dinner. Um yeah, yeah I'm glad you enjoyed special. yourself. That was yeah. So your birthday's coming up. Yep. I have to have to determine the favor. <laughs> all right. Um that's all I have to say. I think we did a you know, talk about Halloween. It's history. I'll quit. I'll let you read it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, all okay. Right. Well, yeah, I hope you all enjoyed the show this evening. Um, again, I found it very interesting uh, just talking about Halloween and the Mexican traditions and celebrations, um, Day of the Dead. And I'm not sure if I should go ahead and play the, some more of the clip, but um, That's up to you. yeah, I guess I'll play a little bit more of it. But I hope you all enjoy the show, and I hope you enjoy me next Sunday at the same time. And stay blessed. All right. Peace. Festivals, great occasions and great gatherings, full of color and spectacle. The most revealing are those ancient festivals which celebrate the key moments of life, birth, marriage, and death. These festivals are bursting with life and energy. Carnival processions, special meals, lively music, and firework displays. 
believe it or not, in this film we're celebrating the dead. In Mexico every November, the souls of the dead are invited to join the living in dancing, carnivals and feasting. Everywhere there are skulls and skeletons. But there are also quiet family times of memory in candlelit cemeteries. Death is mocked. The dead are welcomed with joy. And through it all, life is affirmed. Let's join the celebration and go to the festival. Oaxaca is a small city in the south of Mexico. At the end of October every year, it holds one of the country's best-known Day of the Dead festivals. The spectacle and the extraordinary customs attract tourists from all over the world. But the events are deeply rooted in local traditions that go back 500 years to the time of the Spanish conquest when the ancient death rituals of the Mexican Indians were fused with the Christian feast of remembering the dead called All Souls. The heart of the festival is the three days from...